so as you found in your Bible, the Gospel of John, chapter number 21, this morning, we know that we're in a series this year called Planted, and we're creating all amazing avenues for you to get planted in the house of the Lord with us, and the title of this morning's message is More Than an Attraction, because when you get planted in the house of the Lord, we know that we want you to have fruit where you are, but roots where you're growing, and if you're going to develop roots to where you're growing, church has to be more than an attractional thing to you, it's got to be something that we get immersed in and involved with more than just attending in the process. And so the Bible says this, after this, in verse number one, after this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, which is the Sea of Galilee, and he revealed himself to them in this way. Simon, Simon Peter called the twin, and Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. And Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Everybody say nothing. And just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? And they answered him, no, he said, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to, able to haul it in because of the large quantity of fish. The disciples, whom Jesus loved, therefore said to Peter, It is the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer, outer garment, for he was stripped, for he was at work, and he threw himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in, in the boat, dragging the full net of fish, for they were not far from the land, about a hundred yards off. And when they got on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid out on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And although they were so many, the net was not torn. And Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. And Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. So Father, we thank you for what you're going to show us through all that you're doing at TWBC, and especially what you're going to teach us through your word today. Open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our minds and hearts to comprehend all that you are going to show us here this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, amen. And last week, Pastor Jeff did an amazing message talking about the difference between a campfire and a bonfire. And we know a campfires are small, and they're usable, and they're able to accomplish much, and a bonfire fire is this bright shiny thing that's full of attraction and so we want you to begin to be involved in TWBC in ways and in avenues that you can get fed and I want to touch base on a couple things that number one you are more important than any project TWBC will ever do you are more important than any parking lot project. You are more important than any building project. You are more important than any landscaping or yard project. You are more important than a complete building remodel project. You are more important than any project we will ever do. Therefore, this is why group life will be so important to you. Because if you, as we begin to go into our new building project in the next couple of years, if you feel lost in a building this size, how will, ever, how will you ever feel found in a building twice this size? And also, if the only reason you are at TWBC is because of a project, when the project is finished, where will you have a place to belong? 
So it's our heart's desire that you find a place to belong right here with us in what we're going to begin to do called group life. And so with that, we know on July 11th will be our first night where this whole facility is our student and uh, our, our student ministry and kids facility on Wednesday night. That opens up amazing avenues for you as adults to get into what we call group life. Group life is the ability to serve, to grow, and to know. And last week, Pastor Jeff handed out um, some of these surveys. And if you did not get one of these surveys, I want you to hold your hand up real high just for a minute. Keep your hand held up real high. I mean, I mean, like you're not ashamed, amen. Uh, keep it held up real high and wait till you get one of these surveys. And I'm going to ask you to fill it out during the service today and turn it in to Pastor Jeff. Pastor, would you stand up real quick? This is Pastor Jeff. He's in charge of group life and organizing all that. Turn it in to him or at either one of these information centers here this morning. If you would, I know it's going to be maybe a couple seconds. Uh, Damon, can you grab some of those from... Okay, Mike just got them and somebody hit this side of the congregation over here and begin to hand those out. So keep your hands up until you get those. Fill those out because this is why group life is so important. We want you to find a place to serve, to serve in the body of Christ, and you'll hear a little bit about that this morning. We want you to grow in your relationships in the body of Christ right here at TWBC. We also want you to grow in your relationship and the depth of it with God. And so we're developing not just base groups like we used to have, but something called group life where you can serve, you can grow, and you can know. And to do that, we want you to connect quickly. And so that's why Pastor Damon is transitioning into a connect pastor role. And you saw him this morning. Pastor Damon, stand up just for a second. Pastor Damon is transitioning into a connect role where he wants to walk with you as families and find your place to connect quickly at TWBC. Because we know this. If you've ever had a fire going at your house in the fireplace... It's great as long as all the logs are together, as long as all the coals are together, you have this great fire. But you know, if you take one log and pull it out and set it to the side, away from the fire, it eventually begins to die and fizzle out while the fire still blazes. And with that, we know that if you take that log and put it back in the fire, it reconnects and it kindles again. See, many of us, because we're in a church that is growing and thriving and it is large and it's amazing what God is doing, you have felt disconnected at times. And your fire may be beginning to fade a little bit, but we want you to know that we're finding an avenue to plug you in. We want to get you a place so you can burn with the body of Christ. And as you burn and the fire of God comes into your life, we know that God is going to use you to accomplish great things for his kingdom. And so as we jump into the message this morning, I want us to remember this, that fire is an event, it's not a thing. Fire is an event. It's the starting of something. It's the starting and the changing of many things. And with group life, as this is an event that's starting, you now as the church will define what the way Bible church looks like. And that's an amazing thing because a lot of times you go to a church and you do exactly what the pastor says and exactly what he tells you to do and you're uh, trying to display his image of what he thinks the church looks like. We're going to do the exact opposite. We're going to come and ask you to come to church and you begin to fill out one of some of these surveys so we can create what you want TWBC to look like. See, a lot of people say, Pastor Joel, you have a great church. I completely disagree. I say this is our church and we have a great place to belong in the kingdom of God. Amen. Because if you think it's just mine, you're not going to take personal ownership of it. And I want you to know that it is not mine. It's never been mine. It's always been God's thing that he planted, that he started, that he wants to give you great ownership in and let your personal fire begin to describe and show what you believe church can look like in the kingdom of God. Amen? Now, some of y'all are getting kind of nervous because you're like, I've never heard that before. <laughs> 
I've always come to church to be told what to do. I'm not your mommy. I'm not your daddy. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to encourage you to hear the voice of your real father and hear from him on what your expression of the body of Christ is supposed to look like. So I don't want to do church for you any longer, but I do want to do church with you. I don't want to tell you what to do, but I want to hear God with you so we all know what to do and experience the kingdom of God in this amazing way. So this is the fire that God is starting in our church, and it's an amazing event of what he's going to do. But here's the crazy thing about fire. The crazy thing about fire is the one thing fire does more than anything else is it attracts, and it attracts at a high level. Have you ever noticed if somebody builds a fire, where does everybody go? There can be a lot of other events going on, but eventually everybody seems to gather around the fire. And so there's an attraction that comes with fire, but with that attraction, there is also a danger that comes with it. See, fire draws a crowd. Fire makes people feel warm. Fire gives light and fire attracts. Listen, in the house of God, fire is expressed through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And all this sounds good, so what is the danger? The danger is this, that we get the fire of God, and there is the issue of thinking this. This is my fire... This is my thing, and people are attracted to me. Did you catch that? When people start operating in their giftings and their callings and the amazing things of God, they begin to be, we begin to think that, that, wow, come listen to this guy preach at the Way Bible Church. He is on fire, and there's a danger in that because if Joel's not careful, I could begin to think that this is my fire and that you're attracted to me when it's never been my fire. It's always been the Holy Spirit fire, and it's supposed to be attracting you to God. And I've even heard this phrase, hey, we're a church on fire, come and watch me burn. <laughs> Do you understand the great danger that is in that? Yeah. See, there is, in a danger in the, there is a danger in the attraction of fire. If we're not careful, we're going to miss it. In this passage, Jesus built a fire. In this passage, the fire was not for attraction, it was not for a good warm feeling, and it was not just to watch it burn. See, in this passage we just read, there was a purpose for the fire. And there was a purpose that he gave the disciples with the fire, for the fire, and to watch what happens with it. Now listen, this is why I love Jesus so much. He is a brilliant man. Because he's on a beach, with a fire, eating seafood. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Right? If you know Pastor Joel, I'd love to be on a beach, with a fire, and eating seafood is always good for me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. No, but seriously on this, Jesus, the first thing he did when Peter saw him and got out of the boat is with his fire that he had prepared, the Bible says it was a charcoal fire and he had food laid on top of it. The very first thing Peter saw when he came on shore was a meal prepared for the disciples. John 21, 9, they got out and on land and they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid out on it and bread. Listen, we can have dynamic worship at TWBC. We can be on fire with our preaching and, te and teaching at TWBC. We can have the fire of God moving at TWBC. And the crazy thing is, many of you can get touched by the fire but still leave hungry. You know, I've seen it for years. We've been doing this church thing at TWBC for 19 years now. And over the past 19 years, I've seen... 
thousands, literally thousands of people come through the doors of TWBC and they love the fire because it was attractional to them. They love the good warm feeling that they got. They even love the touch that they got by the fire. But the problem is many people love the attraction. They love the touch. They will love the good warm feeling. But you've always left hungry. Therein is the danger. You can come in and have all the sensational stuff and still be starving to death spiritually as a believer. Jesus, when he built the fire, it wasn't for a sensation, it was to feed. He built a fire for the purpose of preparing food for the disciples who had been out working all night on the boat. The next thing he did is he reminded them. When the disciples came to the shore, they didn't have to ask who he was because they immediately knew, the Bible said. John 21, 12, and 13, And Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. And Jesus came, took bread, and gave it to them, and so with the fish. So when we have fire here at TWBC, we want you to know this that it is not for you to be just attracted to. It's not so you'll just have a good warm feeling with you leave. It's not even so you'll get touched by the fire. But number one, we want to create a fire that feeds you, that begins to satisfy you in the very depths of your spirit and, and begins to fulfill every longing of your soul. And you're able to live it out through your physical actions here in the church. And so we desire for you to be, get fed, but we also desire for you to be reminded. Reminded of what? Of the purpose God created you for of the purpose in your life, of the purpose that the moment at conception when you became a person at conception, and that's when you became a person, amen? It's not when you were birthed. At conception, you became a person. And when you became a person at conception, I believe God put a destiny in your life. And when you got born again, it was the awakening of that destiny. It was the awakening of that man and woman of God who you're called to be. And with that awakening, you have to be reminded that you're not just here for the show. You're not here to watch people burn. You're not here for a good, warm feeling. But you're here for a purpose. And we got to remind the body of Christ of their purpose. The Bible says this about your purpose. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation who is set apart to do the work of the kingdom of God. That means you got a part to do in this kingdom thing. Amen. But sometimes in the church, we forget that. And when the disciples came on shore, they didn't have to ask who Jesus was. They were automatically reminded of who he was. They knew immediately of who he was. In that moment, he also did this. Jesus restored. Jesus fed them, reminded them, but he also restored a group of hungry disciples who went back to their old lifestyles and reminded them of who they were. John 21, verses 15, 16, and 17 says this. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, Feed my lambs. And he said to him a second time, Simon, do you love me? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, Tend my sheep. And he said to him a third time, Simon, do you love me? And Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. 
you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. He asked him a question three times. The purpose in asking him three times, do you love me? More than these, do you love me? Do you love me? Is because he not only denied him one time, not only denied him two times, but he got a commitment from Peter that I love you three times so he could re re restore him to the place that he had fallen from. Do you love me more than these? See, it wasn't, the ju it wasn't just that God restored Peter, it's what he restored Peter to. See, when you got born again, you weren't just redeemed or restored. He restored and redeemed you to something. See, a lot of people, when we get born again, woohoo, I'm born again. I'm a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you don't know what's next. See, in the church, many times we miss it because we want you to be restored, but we never tell you what you're restored to. Jesus, when he restored Peter... He said, do you love me more than these? Do you love me? Do you love me? He didn't just restore him by forgiving him. He restored him to do what he was called and created to do. As we break this down just a little bit more, it's not just that they were restored. It's what they were restored to. They were not restored to attract or to burn or even help people have a warm feeling. They were restored on purpose for a purpose, but to a purpose. They were restored on purpose, for a purpose, to a purpose. They were restored on purpose. He said, Simon, do you love me more than these? This is the pointed question of purpose, is to remind Peter of him and who he is in him. Because he said, do you love me? Then he added more than these in there. The next two times, he didn't say more than these. See, he wanted to remind Peter of who Jesus was because it wasn't just a few months earlier that Peter was standing before Jesus and Jesus said, who do you say that I am? And he said, thou art Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven has revealed this to you. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Do you remember that? See, Peter in the moment after Jesus was gone, went back to fishing. When he didn't call him to fishing, he so he had to restore him to his calling. See, some of you in your life, you've been born again for a long time, and you've messed severely up sometimes after you've been born again. And there's a time right now that God says, I don't just want to restore you to be making sure that you know you're born again and knowing me, but I want to restore you to something. But the first part of the restoration process is this. It's restoring you to him and you acknowledging that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So he did this to restore him to a place. So he did it on purpose. The next thing, he did it for a purpose. Simon, do you love me? Notice more than these isn't mentioned in this passage. And he answered Peter, tend my sheep. See, the first one was feed. The second one was tend on it so it was for a purpose to tend the sheep to restore them to the purpose christ created them for now listen to this do you ever wonder why in this passage of scripture that they fished all night and caught nothing i've read this several times and i've always wondered god why didn't they catch anything 
because when you're doing what you're not called to do, you're not going to be fruitful in it. Do you remember when he first found them, they were fishermen, and then he said, follow me and I will make you fisher of men. So they were fishermen. God made them fisher of men when Jesus departed and he said, it's for my good that I go, for your good that I go away so the Holy Spirit can come. As soon as Jesus was out of sight, they forsook their calling of fisher of men and went back to being fishermen when Jesus is still looking at them being fisher of men. So Jesus is looking at them being fisher of men. They're over here trying to be fishermen. Many of you in your life are unsatisfied in your spiritual walk. Because God called you and restored you to something and we didn't stick with it long enough so we went back to doing something instead of being restored to something. God wants you to realize that what you did before he called you was for that time but when he called you and created you to something and you fall away, he's got to restore you to something in that moment. And with that in your life, I want you to understand that God is transforming you to do something amazing and he's trying to bring you to something not just have you do something mm. if we're only about doing something and not being restored to something we will become a church that is for attraction that's just wanting to give people a good feeling and just wanting to make people feel warm and fuzzy before they leave and I've never seen a church like that accomplish a lot. But when we get restored to something, we forsake being fishermen and we acknowledge that we're still called to be fisher of men and God begins to do something with our lives and begins to transform every area of our life. And so he didn't restore him just on purpose and for a purpose, but to a purpose. He said this, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? The last time. And Peter and Jesus answered Peter, feed my sheep. Now listen to this. To feed somebody means that you are actually taking it upon yourself to do it. Listen to how I phrase this next statement. Many of us have a spiritual hunger that can only get filled by feeding not eating. I'm going to say that again. Guys, put it up on the screen. Many of us have a spiritual hunger that can only be filled by feeding, not eating. In your life, if all you have done is come to church to watch a fire burn and it's been great and it's been attractional and it's kept you warm, but you've left hungry, many of you are thinking the answer is, I need more sermons. I need better preaching. I need better teaching. I need better worship. No, the truth of the matter is, is you've been filled so much that if you don't start serving, you'll never have your spiritual hunger met. See, the big lie in the body of Christ is this. I can come, I can sit, I can listen, I can hear, I can get fed, I can leave and be content and be happy. And that is the biggest lie you'll ever believe. Because the truth of the matter is, the longer you sit under anointed ministry, the greater your hunger is going to become because the hunger that you're developing cannot be filled by great preaching or great teaching or great worship. It can only be filled by you serving, doing, and knowing your calling in Christ. 
And many people have left a great number of churches throughout the history of not just TWBC, but the history of church worldwide because you've eaten steak so long that steak doesn't even taste good anymore. And it's not until you start cooking the steak yourself will you begin to have a satisfaction in your life and take over the hunger that God has for you. And in this process of what God is calling us to do as a church, Many of you are hungry, and you're hungering for what the next step is. And if you can see the church in a spiritual sense, TWBC, if this is a mountain, we are at a pinnacle point, and we are reaching a peak of something. And if we're not careful as we're reaching the peak of where we're at to take the next step, it's not going to be because our preaching gets better, our worship gets better. It's because we must step into the next level and not do church for you, but teach you how to feed and go from here to take the next step. The only way any one of you in this church are going to be satisfied long-term in your spiritual walk is not by listening. It's going to be by doing and serving and giving. Because after a while, you're going to get tired of hearing and hearing and hearing. And it's God creating a hunger in you to start doing and creating. You are here on purpose for a purpose but restored to a purpose and notice what he told Peter do you love me yes I love you he didn't say come and listen to me speak he said come and feed my sheep in this place this morning wherever you're at there's a hunger that's fixing to start stirring on the inside of you that cannot be filled by a better message. It cannot be filled by a more anointed pastor. It cannot be filled by a more anointed worship leader. It cannot be filled by a more anointed base group or a life group or anything like that. The only way your spiritual hunger will ever be satisfied is when you get to the point of, I'm done eating and I'm going to start feeding out of what I've been eating. I'm going to start giving instead of taking. I'm going to start pouring out instead of pulling in. I'm going to start giving to the kingdom of God. Because you know there's some crazy things about principles of God's kingdom versus principles of the world's kingdom. And they're this. The world's kingdom and principles of doing things, they say if you want more, go and take what you want. But God says if you want more, you need to give what you have. Another principle in the kingdom is if you are spiritually hungry, you need to start feeding, not eating. And many of you have been taught, if you're spiritually hungry, well, the pastor's just not preaching good. Well, the truth is, is he may be preaching just fine. It's God's got you at a place where you're at the pinnacle of a point in your life where you can either take the next step and move up by starting to feed, or you can miss it for the moment and start declining and have to go back up. I have a lot of people tell me this all the time, and they say, Pastor, we wish on Sunday mornings you would preach for an hour. <laughs> Why? Because I'm hungry. <laughs> well, when you'll start volunteering in the nursery, I'll preach for an hour. Pastor, we want you to preach. Just, just go all, I've even had this, go all day if you want to. When you start serving in TWBC kids and start pouring into them, I'll preach all day. See, because you think your hunger can be filled by my preaching when the fact of the matter is your hunger can only be filled by you serving and giving. I want you to get this concept this morning. You were restored 
on purpose, for a purpose, but to a purpose. And that purpose is to not look at how hungry you are, but how you can fulfill the need and hunger of somebody else in your life. For many years now, TWBC has been great at being the attraction, being the fire, to watch us burn and to leave with a good, warm feeling. For years, we've been able to come and put on amazing worship services on Sunday morning, on Wednesday night. And anytime we gather, we, we have a standard of God, we're going to do it in excellence. And that attracts people, and that's good. But for years, we've been an amazing fire that's attracted a lot of people. And you've been warm, and you've had this good feeling, and you've left, and you wonder, why am I still hungry? So we're going to change the way we do things. And that's what this new vision is all about. We're not doing church for you any longer, but we will do church with you from now on. We do want to do these things. We want to make known and remind people of who they are in Christ. See, some of you here this morning never met Jesus, and so I can't remind you who you are if you never knew in the first place. So we will make known who you are in Christ and find a way for you to become born again and experience the kingdom. For those of you who've been coming for a long time or just recently started but are not fully satisfied in your walk with God, we want to remind you of the reason you were created at the moment of conception of your life. And that is to be created on purpose, for a purpose, but to step into a purpose of your life. We also want to restore, put you in a place of position and position you to the reason you were created. And we will feed with the intention of teaching you how to feed others in every area of your life. I want the worship team to come on up this morning. And as the worship team's coming on up today, I believe Jesus is asking these simple questions to you, to me, who are born again who are sitting here. The ministers want to go ahead and come on up. Do you love me more than these? He's asking us these questions. Do you love me more than these? Then feed my lambs. Do you love me more than these? Tend my sheep. And a third time, do you love me? And my question is, we would all say, Jesus, you know that we love you. And his command after that wasn't this to say, Pastor Derek, good, then come listen to me teach one more message. No, see, he taught them all that he could teach them in three years. They weren't going to grow. They weren't going to become spiritually satisfied until they began to do the feeding themselves in your life this morning I believe this with all my heart that many of you are at the place where another message will not satisfy you the newest latest worship album will not satisfy you there's a hunger growing deep within the depths of your spirit that will not be satisfied by any form of eating that you can do but will only be satisfied by when you start feeding others How can I get this across? Because I don't feel like it's connecting. It's the difference of being satisfied of the celebration when you got married versus the satisfaction of when you had kids. 
Maybe that'll click. Your marriage was amazing when you first got married. Loved it. Hallelujah. We're married. I remember when me and my wife first got married. It was amazing. But a greater satisfaction was when we had our first child. It's that type of satisfaction. That marriage is fulfilling just you two, but when you two create something, everything changes. Your Christian walk is great when Jesus is feeding you. But when you feed somebody and see the lights of the gospel come on in their life and you get to lead them to the Lord Jesus Christ for the very first time and you get the satisfaction of knowing that you accomplished something for the kingdom of God, that satisfaction far supersedes any satisfaction of hearing a good message that you'll ever get. Oh, so those of you who love TWBC and you say, I love the messages when you give your first one, when you get the chance to feed for the first time, your life will never be the same. And so I'm going to ask everybody to stand this morning. You were created on purpose. You were created for a purpose. You were created and restored to a purpose. And I'm praying for a supernatural hunger to begin to sweep across this congregation. That you'll begin to realize and notice that it's been missing all along. That there's a depth to your Christianity that you haven't arrived at yet. Because you haven't started pouring into someone else in your life. If you want to grow greater as a believer... It's not about sitting and learning more. It's going and doing something that'll get you there. Close your eyes just for a moment. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask this prayer that in this place this morning, that people will begin to awaken from the warm glow of a fire that they would begin to awaken from a warm, fuzzy feeling that they get from church, that they would begin to awaken to a place in their life, that they realize this, I will never be fully satisfied in my Christian walk by eating more. And it will only come by when I start doing something, and that something is the purpose I was restored to in the kingdom of God. For some of you this morning, you can't be restored to something because you've never met the someone in Jesus Christ. If you've never met Jesus Christ and made him Lord of your life, this is your time. This is your day. This is where we want you to come and experience being born again. So you can find out the fullness of who you were created to be. The fullness of who God destined you for. For many of you who know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior... I want you to ask yourself this. Am I really satisfied with my life of Christianity? And if your answer is no in that statement, and I believe there's a lot of no's going around there. If your answer is no to that question or that statement, then I'm going to tell you your answer. You'll never be satisfied by eating more. You will only be satisfied when you start to serve and give and feed to help people grow in their knowledge of Christ and accomplish amazing things. This morning you have the opportunity 
to do a couple things. If you don't know Christ, we want you to come and be born again. Come this morning and pray with one of us. This morning, you also have the opportunity to say this. I'm going to step out, and I'm going to be a part of group life, and I'm either going to serve, I'm going to grow relationally with people, or I'm going to get in the study with group with people, I'm going to know about this Christ, and I'm going to start feeding and being fed at a different level. And I would like a bunch of you this morning to just become and pray for what area of group life you're supposed to be in. Come and pray at the front. Say, God, I'm not satisfied. It's time for my next step. And you accomplish that. For you this morning who need to come and take communion, it's going to be offered for you over here on my left and your right. But are you ready to make some decisions? Because remember, you were restored on purpose, for a purpose, and to a purpose in the kingdom of God. Won't you come? The altars are open in three, two, one. Begin to come.